Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace belong to you from God the Father, through his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Important words for us to remember as today we continue our Dear Younger Me series and as we journey with Peter and Judas to a place the song just sang about. Dear Younger Me, what letter would you write to your younger self? What wisdom would you share if you could do it now and God would send it back? Mercy Me sang the song that helps us think about, Dear Younger Me, I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda. And one verse for us today that will be helpful to get our thoughts and our faith on track for our message. Dear Younger Me, I cannot decide. Do I give some speech about how to get the most out of life? Or do I go deep and try to change the choices that you'll make? Because they're the choices that made me. Even though I love this crazy life, sometimes I wish it were a smoother ride. Dear younger me. God's word for our hearing is the gospel assigned for today. Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26 verses 69 through 27, 5. The account of Peter and Judas. The context is the palace of the high priest, Caiaphas. Peter is in the outer courtyard waiting to see what would happen to Jesus. Jesus is in front of the Sanhedrin inside the palace. We pick up with Peter in verse 69. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard And a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Northern Galilee. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crowed, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. They bound him and led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor, the only one who could condemn a man to death. When when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, He was seized with remorse, and he returned the 30 pieces of silver that had been paid to him to betray his Lord and Savior. 
He returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The word of our God. Can you and I have a moment of vulnerability? I will try to keep you safe as I answer, ask you three questions. And one way to keep you safe is it's, a rhetoric, it's rhetorical questions. Do not raise your hand. Okay? Question number one. Do you have regret in your relationships with people or in your relationship with your God? Now we're talking about sin regret here. This is not... Wow, I wish I had moved to Florida or to the Rocky Mountains 30 years ago. Too late now. No, not that kind of regret. This is sin regret. Question two. Does your regret lie in the distant past? Or is it alive in current relationships? Question three. Do you have any triggers of your regret? Maybe a, a sound, or a song, or a voice, or an image, or a family holiday. Something that triggers a memory, or an emotion, or a deep longing, or a prayer to your God. God, if I could do it over again, I would. Yes. Yes. And yes. In that moment, we find ourselves in Satan's cauldron of regret and despair all over again. Just like Peter. Just like Judas. In that moment, what will define you? Your sin? Or your Jesus? What will define you? Beware the trigger of regret. The devil has a plan to play the soundtrack, the old soundtrack of sin and guilt and regret over and over and over and over in our heads. But let us never forget that the Holy Spirit has given us a new song to hang on to in faith. New but old. A song for us to sing. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Roosters, roosters everywhere. A reality of the Roman world, a reality of Peter's life. 
roosters, roosters everywhere. And so Peter had triggers the rest of his life. Roosters, roosters everywhere. Jesus had said this to Peter this very night. Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Jesus gave to Peter a trigger to grab his attention because Jesus loved his friend that much. Through our hearing of the Gospels, you and I have come to know this Peter guy pretty well. The fact that Peter will always, would always be Peter. Self-assured. Self-reliant. To the point that when Jesus said in Matthew 16 that he must, as the Son of Man, must be killed and on the third day rise to life, Peter thought that was a bad plan. Being self-assured, he said, never, Lord, this will never happen to you. And if you remember, Jesus turned and called him Satan. Peter was sure on this very night that he would not, like all the others, disown his Lord and Savior. Even if all the rest fall away on account of you, I never will. In all humility, are you and I ever guilty of Peter's sin? Self-assurance and self-reliance so that we fail to listen to the words of our God, words that are meant to be a trigger in the moment of temptation? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you are talking about, he said. Jesus gave to his friend Peter a trigger. The crowing of a rooster in the pre-dawn darkness to get Peter's attention. Because Jesus knows the way of sin, the reality of sin. That sin is a downhill reality. If we step into sin, sin will pull us down lower and lower and lower into that sin. And so a second time. Oh, let me back up one second. This is a good thought. The way of sin. The grimmer Adam and Eve in the garden eat of the fruit, boom, conscience kicks in. They tried to hide, they tried to run. God, the woman you gave me, Jesus knows the way of sin. So he gave Peter a trigger. But the downward cycle, he denied it again with an oath, I don't know the man. Later on, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. A whole sermon in that thought. Does our accent, our vocabulary, give us a way that we belong to Jesus? Future sermon. I don't know the man, Peter said, calling down curses on himself. And immediately, a rooster crowed. You know, sin can start out in our lives seemingly harmless. Almost like sin is over there asleep in the corner. Until the day it wakes up and it bites us viciously. 
Sin and Satan like to isolate us. Like Peter in this moment. For in aloneness, the peer pressure can be intense, the fear can be overwhelming, and we can fail to shine like Jesus. Why do we every week in our own way here at the bridge, why do we confess our sins together? Why do we confess our faith together to hear each other? The writer of the Hebrews says it this way, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another as we see the day, the day of judgment, approaching. You see, sin and Satan like to isolate us, to attack us, like separating us from the herd to be able to bring us down. So Jesus, in love, gave Peter a trigger. So that in the moments of, him, of his temptation. Jesus would be there with him still. Remember the warning. That this very night, Peter, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And notice how well the trigger worked. A rooster crowed. Boom. And Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Does the love of Jesus live in every trigger? Even in the triggers of our lives? Immediately, a rooster crowed. Jesus had said more about this rooster trigger. Recorded in Luke 22, he said this, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, Peter, strengthen your brothers. In the devil's cauldron of despair and regret, the trigger went off and Peter remembered and he heard the voice of his Savior. And he knew that Jesus had planned to love him through his sin and that Jesus had said, I will forgive you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Today there is comfort for us in Peter's tale of regret. Faith sees forgiveness even in our triggers. What about Judas? Any lessons for us in Judas's tale of regret? But we see the plan of Satan, don't we? Satan's goal is to shut the mouth of God so that the world doesn't hear it. But more importantly, he wants to shut the mouth of God so that we, his people, don't hear it. 
And Satan often uses the cover of darkness to do what he wants to do and to whisper into the ears of sinful mankind and even into the ears of you and me, whispering to us, go on, you do you. It'll all be okay. But it was in the dark of night when the people were asleep that all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to shut the mouth of this Jesus of Nazareth and execute him. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30, and returned the 30 pieces of silver. I have sinned, for I have betrayed innocent blood. How are we to see Jesus' love in these verses, in these words? Well, if you're following along on the back of the sermon notes, you'll know, maybe you, you, you know what I mean when I'm t- I mention on there the doggedness of our God. The doggedness. Just as a bloodhound on the trail will not quit, or a dog who wants to please his master will not be quieted, So Jesus was intent on achieving our salvation. He stuck to the mission. But in it all, he never stopped loving Judas. Upper left, the mission. If possible, Father, take this cup of suffering from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. You see, Jesus had to die for the sins of Judas. He had to die for the sins of the world. And in that is the love. And the love for Judas, lower left, the upper room, the night before, Jesus with his disciples, the Passover, the new covenant in my blood, and before that supper, Jesus said, one of you will betray me. Yes, Judas, you. And then he said, do what you need to do. But later on in the garden, the garden of Gethsemane, the garden of betrayal, Jesus looked at Judas and said, friend, do you betray me with a kiss? Our friend to the end is Jesus. Judas. No. No. Do we truly appreciate the why of our God? Jesus had to die even though his death brought Judas despair. You see, you do you only leads to despair. And you and I and Judas, we can't fix it. We can't change it. We can't throw enough money at it. We can't hide it. We can't grovel enough at the the feet of the person that we have wronged to fix it. 
We cannot take it back. Truth is, Jesus didn't fix it either. He didn't go back in time and change our wrongs. He didn't fix it, but he redeemed it. And he redeemed us. His blood shed on the cross bought us back from sin and all of its consequences. And when you and I are stuck for a time in, our, in those consequences, and we remember what we have done, Jesus in love looks at us and smiles at us, and he reminds us of what he has done. He reminds us of what he has done through the cross. And then his Holy Spirit gives us that, that new song. That new song for us to cling to. His words into the soundtracks of our hearts and our minds. Almost like saying, Alexa, Siri, play the soundtrack of my God. Jesus loves me. This I know. Play the soundtrack of my God. As far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins from me, sings our God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us, purifying us from all unrighteousness. Think about this, friends. The forgiveness of our God because of what we've done that's the beauty of the Christian journey. That's the reality of the Christian journey. In Jesus is the fullness of life. He's the one who came and said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full forgiveness and free. Paul said more in that 2 Corinthians passage that we quoted earlier. He said, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow, just being sad that you did something, worldly sorrow brings death. Peter fell into sin that, that morning unintentionally. Because of his sin of self-assurance and self-reliance, Judas fell into sin predictably because of his sin of greed and of putting Jesus second in his life. In the end, however, both men ended up in Satan's cauldron of regret and despair. By God's grace, Peter came out alive in Jesus, trusting the forgiveness of his God. But Judas came out in unbelief and despair, not trusting that Jesus' love could be big enough for him. Suicide is always a sad and sobering thing. But it is saddest when that suicide is not because of mental illness. But it is because of unbelief's despair. 
Jesus saw all of this coming. And he teaches us to love unconditionally to the end. Compassionately. Suffering with. To the end, it was Judas, no. Judas, no. Do you and I have any triggers? Triggers of sound or sight or voice? Might I suggest a new trigger? What picture do we see every time we enter the house of our God? Is it not the cross of Jesus Christ? What trigger do we see every time we enter the house of our God? Is it not the cross of Jesus Christ? Is the trigger, is the cross a trigger for God's law? Yes. The soul who sins will die. But is the cross not also a trigger for God's good news, the gospel? That the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Dear friends, whenever we walk into this space and you look to the cross, remember that the cross trumps our sin. The blood of the cross trumps our guilt. Jesus trumps our regret. You know, all of us have our favorite songs about the cross. But maybe, just maybe, the first song on that playlist can always be, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Holy Spirit, play that song in my head and in my heart till the day that I die. And dear younger me, the cross. Jesus made everything all right. Dear younger me, amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we come before you today with humility and thanksgiving and praise for you, our Savior God. For we know that in each of us lurks what we see in Peter. Each of us, in each of us lurks what we see in Judas. And without you, Lord Jesus, it scares us to death. We love you as our Savior and Lord. We love the Father who sent you. And Holy Spirit, we love you for teaching us about our Jesus. Forgive us for those moments of sin where we think we know more than you and we choose to, to go what is against you and your will thinking we know better. We thank you for forgiving us for our sin in Jesus. And in those moments, Lord, when Satan comes our way and Satan reminds us of our sin and our guilt and tries to bring regret into our lives, 
Help us say, in the name of Jesus, my Savior, get away from me, Satan, for the blood of my Savior, Jesus, has trumped the guilt and the sin and the regret. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and smiling at the world and telling us, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus loves us. This we know, for the Bible tells me so. Dear younger me, dear older self, the cross, Jesus has made all things right. Amen. And we join together in praying the prayer that our gracious Savior has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now, dear friends, receive with believing hearts the blessing and the name of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor. He has given you peace. And together, God's people say, Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.